Oh, the hoodie. Yeah, you weren't there. I kind of already hot. just subscribed to it. You know mm. what I mean? I was like, what am I doing? Either nice shirt or hoodie. Yeah. I want hoodie. I'm in campaign mode, so I'm wearing nice shirt. Oh, you got to like. That's right. I got to look nice all and the time. Campaign means go door to door. Yeah. That's straight up like, hey, I'm Steve. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to you about that in a little bit. <laughs> that sure. seems sure. just like a whole whole different world. It is. That I think that a lot of people would like find fascinating. Well, I have to, I have to roll persuasion every single time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! You started huh? perfectly you. nerdy. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Very much. you you're going to count the um, nerd cred points you get. Oh, good. So you have five nerd cred points already, but I know you, so I kind of always want to give you like fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely a plus five. So uh, my guest today is Steve Hobbs, State Senator Steve Hobbs. Well, thank you, Carlos. Thank you for adding that title. I, I, I um, it's I really it. important. <laughs> it's like a big deal. Um, and I really appreciate that we finally got to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, we met each other through OrcaCon. Yes, OrcaCon, which is coming up January 11th through 13th. Doing a little plug. Sorry about that, boom, Carlos. Boom, boom, boom. Go ahead. Uh, in 2019, and we'll be at the Bellevue Hilton. Go to uh, orcacon.org to get your tickets. Right now. Right now. Might as well get them early. You should. It's also, you could do like a mm-hmm. Christmas present. Bam. Bam. How That's about right. that? That is pretty cool. It's perfect because then you use it after mm-hmm. Christmas and you still have like, you still get a gift. That's right. It's three days of gaming. Oh. Why would you not do that? Why would you not do that? Mm-hmm. So we met there uh, last year mm-hmm. and you, uh, I did a little podcast with you we and did. learned about your love of board games and we'll talk about that. Yes. But then as I'm leaving, I have your business card and it says like, state senator. I'm like, oh, <laughs> also that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. I don't know if I didn't knew that before. I, I think we had a little bit of small talk about like what we do what to actually do. Yeah. make kind of money because doing this does not make a lot of money. You got to pay the true. bills, right? Yeah. We all have real jobs. We, we all have real jobs. jobs. Um, but the, the thing is that when you, they always say when you do something you love, that is your job mm-hmm. because you love doing it and I do. it doesn't feel like a job. That's right. Um, and I do think it again. That, yeah. Oh, you got to do it again. I know. We'll get into that. Thank you. So board games. You love board games. I love board games. Mm-hmm. I love this kind of renaissance of board games. Oh, it's great, isn't is it? That, am I right in that? That it's, it's awesome. a kind of a, a coming back to. I think it all. It's all stemming from crowdsource funding and Kickstarter is why you're seeing all this. And what's great is, and you're probably doing it in your podcast and my podcast where we interview like local folks that are putting out these games. It's it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then I uh, worked on a, a podcast show with my buddy, Brad, um, Dan Shu. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Brad Shu. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Um, and he did this uh, board game, and now it's a podcast called Going Analog. And he really reminded me of how awesome board games have gotten. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we grew up with, like, Monopoly and stuff like that. Well, yeah. Yes. But the, just the complexity of some of these newer games, just super cool. Well, and, and the fact that... Despite the fact there's there's digital out there and all the PC gaming and and uh, you know Nintendo and all that console gaming, analog is still like rising in popularity. Right. You know, it's like it's an avenue that young people want to do because they it, it's it, you want to actually socialize, which people accuse of this generation, and I have three of them in my <laughs> my household um, that they don't want to socialize, and and I'm finding that that's not quite the case, especially with tabletop gamers and 
and our nerd community out there. They actually totally. want to communicate with other people. Yeah, I mean, we, we actually saw that kind of as, as an aside with Pokemon Go, how everybody mm-hmm. did come together, even though it was a digital thing. Right. Um, but that was right. a clever way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you alluded to D&D, and I want to talk about that right. for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely feel like it has made a comeback as well. And, you know, very positive, because pre-podcast, you and I were talking about yeah. how when we grew up, D&D was pretty much... Like the devil's game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You had mazes and monsters that came out. You had a, a, an anti, I guess, D&D movement trying to trying to suppress it. Yeah. Um, growing up, I, I'm sure you were the same way. It's like you didn't tell people you're playing D&D. Oh, right? no. That you're not proud of that, right? No, <laughs> that was su- super nerddom. That's right. It's something you do on, you know, quietly on Friday and Saturday nights while you're pining away at the fact that you didn't get invited to the, the, the party. Oh, totally. Which, by the way, I'm really glad that that's the case Yeah, because some of those parties are chaotic, and some of those parties are coming back to that's haunt right. certain people. That's right. So Isn't that I'm, a beautiful way to, to not say what we're saying? Uh, yes, and I am very grateful <laughs> that I spent those Fridays Saturday nights you playing You were in D&D, the basement. Oh, that's Allies funny. Or whatever. Yes, yes. So now we fast forward now, and it's okay to do it. In fact, Carlos... They Wizards of the Coast did this thing in um, was it podcast of um, Waterdeep, and they did podcast of foes where they actually you pay two hundred and fifty bucks to watch people play D and D and they fill the stadium that is absolutely amazing right and what I love about D and D is uh, it it's open it's about diversity but it's about problem solving bringing people together and as you recall if you look at the player's handbook. In the seventies and eighties, completely old different. Yeah, from from it is today, and and I love uh, the inclusion that's that's in there. That's true, and I love like you said how it brings people together mm-hmm. uh, as well. And yeah, some one of my friends was like, "Oh, I can't hang out Sunday because we have a D and D thing we're doing." And right. I was like, "Oh, that's like just yeah, a thing now." Okay, right. I, I had a I had a um, situation where we are at Snowmish High School uh, on on just just this last weekend, part of the campaign. And uh, it would, it's required they bring all the juniors and seniors in the big giant auditorium. And it's like, okay, um, here's all the candidates for all the various offices. Right. And I was introduced by my party chair as, here's State Senator Steve Hobbs, you know, veteran, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's a big nerd and he plays D&D. I was like, uh-oh. I'm it, outed. Is this good or bad? Yeah, you yeah. Know, I, did, I didn't know. Yeah. Next thing you know, I had all these fellow nerdy kids coming up to me. And wanted to volunteer on the campaign. That's awesome. So I'm really glad that it was it was out there, and uh, they felt comfortable enough to come up to me and go, "So, uh, what? You play Fifth Edition, right? I mean, they were te- testing me to <laughs> yeah, see if yeah. I'm is he a true You're nerd or legit. not? Right? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Yeah. You're not with that. Was it D and D Next or something? I, I heard mm-hmm. that's what it was like. Version four was called. Oh, because three point yeah. five was like legit, right? Right. So D and D Next was the test phase for Fifth Edition. Oh, okay. So yeah. does it have a lot of the Are same rules? Are you testing then? me right now? I don't know if I'm testing I think you. You're testing I'm me testing right myself. <laughs> <laughs> I it, let me jump back mm-hmm. real quick. When I sure. I remember what I loved also about it because mm-hmm. I am um, definitely a one player single player guy when it comes mm-hmm. to games, sure. especially RPGs. And I remember that red box of oh, the old D and D. It came with a single player campaign. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it did. Yeah. It was a book, uh-huh, and the book uh-huh. was like a choose-your-own-adventure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I basically just sat there. Again, it was perfect for I was by myself, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, probably a Friday night. And right. I was like, I can play this whole campaign myself. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I was the DM because the book was the DM. I remember loving that. And then what was good about that is I honed my skills 
Right. Find out what character I wanted mm-hmm. to be, and then I brought it to my friends. Learn a little bit of math, mm-hmm. right? a little problem solving. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They even had those books. I don't know if you ever used those, but they had like the Choose Your Adventure books, yeah. and they had RPG kind of stuff. Yeah, and them. I remember you had a role, too. You had a role, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, isn't easy if you're like in the car or something. No. You want to take it with you, it's not. Right, it's not the same. You can do everything on the phone now. Now it's all your phone. <laughs> mm. Well, D&D, Nerddom, board games. Yes. Uh, and that also, by the way... When's the election? Oh, it's this November. Oh, my goodness. It's yeah. so soon. I know. I have not been able to play as much as I'd like to. So. Um, it's really important about this uh, <laughs> vote. Yes. Um, and, you know, play games along the way. You should mm-hmm. do that. But I think that the differentiating factor is vote for Steve. He understands you. I do. If I you do. If you like play video games, play board games, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Wait, we're talking about how we want to change the system. A lot of us younger people, too. Right. I just threw myself as younger, but okay. <laughs> you, you just go with it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I talk to a lot of young people, too, mm-hmm. and everybody I talk to says, like, how do we change it up mm-hmm. or or support the stuff that can change it up, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and basically speak for us because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't feel like they're getting, you know, their, right. their word out there, and it's not being put uh you know through to the government right so i um yeah you're you're a man of the people i'm gonna say <laughs> well thank you very much i'm probably the only legislator that has a steam account too i see these are all cred points that's another plus five all right thank all right. you thank you very much we're at i already gave you 50 to start so i think we're at 60 now <laughs> a lot of cred points fantastic um card games you play any of those as well are, are you like is there a new game you're playing or new something you're certainly, into? certainly certainly so this is a sad story I was totally into magic. Okay. Right? I was in the Magic Gathering, but, and this is when Legends came out, so it was about mid-90s. I was on a campaign. <laughs> I left my two boxes of Magic Legends, oh. and it got stolen. Oh. It devastated me. I ended up selling the whole thing. But uh, I highly encourage people to play Magic. It's great, and we have it at OrcaCon, and yeah. and I wish, you know, maybe I should get back and do it again. But, I can see um, it's, like, scarred you a little bit, because you're like, has. that was all your cards. Can you imagine if I, I still can't. had those two boxes oh. of Legends? Oh, wow. Probably fun the whole campaign. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that would have been the best tagline, that we just supported our campaign That's with right. Legends. <laughs> That's a legend. Yeah, A legend does that. Well, Magic is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what else are you playing? Um, is there like one game sure. that stands out? That... Sure. Um, big fan lately of uh, two particular games, board games. Splendor. Love Splendor. Okay, I'm writing it down. And the other one is uh, Century Spice Road. Oh, um, yeah. I don't own it. I have to play it from, a, a, you know, borrow from other people. But I really love that game. Yeah, I've seen people play um, it. It seems really fun. So those are the two things I, I really love to play. What's Splendor about, by the way? Well, Splendor is... so. You kind of have to collect gems, you know, and um, you'll have to, I mean, you'll have to Google it or something. I'll Google it. But I, I, I really love it. It's, it's kind of a card game. I mean, you, you are using cards to buy certain um, certain other, like, like other mines and resources and everything. But I, I really enjoy it. And what's great is you can play it with the family. Oh, yeah. Okay, totally. It's like you lay out the cards. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, kind of a game. And Dixit. We uh, we play Dixit a lot. I like Dixit a, it a lot, yeah. That's cool. a beautiful it game. Is. It yeah, is. I love thing, the art. I love the art in so many of these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll pick up a game at a, a shop just because of the art. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's it's definitely an attractor. Um, so I'll check out Splendor. And by the way, you can find Splendor and all the games we talked about mm-hmm. at uh, boardgamegeek.com. 
That's right. Probably the best resource for all the stuff. Am I right? Yeah. And you'll find our podcast on there too. Oh, right? snap. Your podcast should be on there. Okay. So let's talk about your podcast next. Well, let's talk about my podcast. <laughs> um, what's the name of it? And you can find it on Board Game Geek. You can. Geeks of Cascadia. Boom. Boom. Check it out. So what do you guys do on that podcast? So typically it's tabletop gaming. We'll talk to developers, artists, writers. Uh, we've had Rick Slinecker of uh, Lone Shark Games on there. We had Peter Atkinson on there. We've had Chris Premis on there. We have Wilking Bauer on there. Oh. We've had local artists on there. Um, uh, Raven uh, was on there who, who, who's done some artwork. And uh, we uh, will also interview people who do cons, put cons together. So we've talked to folks that have done uh, Dragonflight. I don't know if you're familiar with Dragonfly. I'm not. Um, ETX. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've interviewed some folks with uh, Gen Con as well. We actually went out to um, Indianapolis to Gen Con itself, do some interviews. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. But you still had to fly yourself out there. I did. Yeah. I did, yeah. It was pretty pricey. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it's really cool. Is there's a lot. There's a synergy here in Washington State. And uh, this one thing I want to do as a state senator is kind of educate the policymakers about the importance of tabletop gaming in Washington State. It's not just building airplanes and, and you know, growing apples right. and Microsoft. There's a huge industry here that provides good family wage jobs and employs a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot of legislators may not may know about D&D or Magic the Gathering or... Paizo, or they probably don't even know about the Paizo, the company, or Green Ronin. They may not know that, but what they should know is it's right here in Washington State. Right. right? All those employees are right here in Washington State. D&D is made in Washington State. <laughs> That's crazy. You know? I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And like just, just from the job perspective, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and community and all that yes. stuff, you know, it's it's a big cycle, and we'll get to this mm-hmm. in a minute in the uh, political portion, but mm-hmm. is, you know, you have a happy culture you have a happy group of people you have a happy city yeah. happy town you know it changes the dynamic well it does and there's a you're right there's a sense of community there community and, and with tabletop gaming you'll notice that there's a strong sense of social connection and uh openness and diversity and, and that's what i love about it right? yeah definitely it doesn't matter who you are what you are um we're gonna welcome you yeah and i think that that's a positive that's very much and awesome. one of the things i would like to do is try to find ways to do more game manufacturing in Washington State, because a lot of that we outsource to other countries. And so that's one of the goals I'd like to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, I appreciate that, and I love that it's tied to gaming. Mm -hmm. It's like bringing the world together over gaming. And also, mom and dad who told us that D&D was Satan's tool, (laughs) you were wrong. I'm well, not. I want to be respectful, but well, you luckily, were also wrong. luckily, I had really good parents that just went. Oh, he's kind of weird, but okay. All he's right, not let him have trouble. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's staying in. Right. Parents always like that. Like, oh, if he's staying in, it's fine. Right. Right. Silly. Uh, different editions. I had a question about, but sure. do you care at all? D and D is there? Because there's such like uh, fervor around like which edition is it? Sure. Also? Sure. You know, uh, I. I basically play. I started with first edition and second edition. You know, I always know second edition is advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Uh, I pretty much skip third, fourth, or three, three point five, and four because I spent most of my time in the military. I was on active duty for a quite a long period of time. Right. You were in Iraq. I was right? Iraq yeah. and Kosovo. Um, but fifth edition I love because it harkens back to like 
first and second edition. It's a little easier, mm-hmm. a lot more role play based. Um, so I really enjoy fifth edition. And you're right, there are die hard people. It's like I love three point five or I love four. Right. Um, I love doing all that math and rolling for like if I'm going to sneeze or not. I mean, it's, right. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty. Uh, oh, that's right. Way. So I think the dif- the the like deciding factor, the difference is mm-hmm. that five because I did play five a little bit and it was this kind of like oh yeah we're gonna make it uh, easier barrier to entry yes um and so then of course anybody who's already in there is gonna be like well come on right. that's our thing and why are you making it easy for everybody to get into and it I, and but, i know as paizo is doing uh, an upgrade to uh their pathfinder which is essentially pathfinders 3.5 but they're doing um they're an upgrade i'm not quite sure what they're doing i'd like to look at that and see what what direction they're going and i imagine they're maybe they're making it a little easier i i don't know yeah I uh, miss, um, I played so many, I played much more pen and paper back in the day, and mm-hmm. a lot in college. College is where I really kind of like honed in on just playing every single one. Mm-hmm. And again, you have a stable group of friends who want to do it that makes it That's easier. Right. Yeah. We played Riffs. You ever heard of Riffs? I have heard yeah. of Riffs, yeah. Uh, is it, I want to say it's Palladium, because mm-hmm. they've done a bunch of other RPGs as well. And Every th- every book that ever came out, like mm-hmm. we like religiously got, and it just added more lore, more world mm-hmm. that we could draw from when it comes to the DMing, and that was great. But I, actually, before that, mm-hmm. I liked GURPS. I remember GURPS. GURPS, yeah. 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 And what was great about GURPS, it was this kind of Steve Jackson game, yep. still around, and it was this ability to, you know, I'm going to be a sci-fi soldier, mm-hmm. you're going to be a wizard, we exist in the same place. Right. Well... And, and that kind of reminds me of all, you know, talking about Steve Jacks and the stuff I, I used to play. We just played Car Wars. Car Wars, uh, yes. used to play a uh, role-playing game called Twilight 2000. A lot of people don't know I what don't that know is. that yeah, one. Yeah, your listeners and watchers will have to Google that. Okay. Um, Top Secret was another yep, fun Secret, one. Yeah, Top Secret, totally. Uh, wow, he made a lot of games. He did. Well, him and his team. Right. And TSR put out a lot of stuff. I mean, yep. you got Boot Hill, which I did not play, but I did play Star Frontiers. I I a lot of fun with Star Frontiers and yeah. Marvel superheroes. Uh, oh yeah, the OG Marvel yes, superheroes. Yes. I totally played that. We were, we were uh-huh. obsessed with comics too, so it was a perfect time for mm-hmm. that. There was um, that Car Wars was at the Orca. It Con, was. Wasn't it was it? at Orca Con. There was a tournament there. Greg Pratt puts it on, and it's gonna be there the next year too. Yes, and Steve yeah. Jackson Games actually will send support, so he'll have prizes that he got from Steve Jackson Games. So cool. he'll be there at Orca Con. I highly encourage people to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Car Wars was definitely some fond memories. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I told the story in the podcast, but the short version is, I, um, you know, got my car destroyed. It's a hex mm-hmm. hex based game about car destruction and battle. Basically, right? Yeah, it's it doesn't, a car it doesn't have to be hex, but yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a it's a car, it, but it's a, a board game on a map, sure, about cars yes. that shoot each other. That's right. So at some point, my car was destroyed, and I used the rules that were in there to mm-hmm. get out of my car. <laughs> Which and, basically, you're dead at that point. But, whoa, 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 whoa! The story's okay. not over. Okay. And figure out roll. I forgot what it mm-hmm. was, and I they gave me a pistol. They said, like, mm-hmm. you have a gun, too. And I was like, okay, right. I maybe got a fighting chance. And I ran to a building, like mm-hmm. a nearby building, and somehow made it with, like, whatever role I did. Right. And I was in the building, like, shooting at the cars. <laughs> like, one damage of their armor. Right. And yeah. it, then I died. But it was definitely fun to try that. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to survive once you're outside your car. Yes. I don't know if anyone's ever done it, so I'm bringing it up. Yeah, no, that's good. It's that's a thing good. I did. And oh, last last thing about board games. Sure. Move on to uh, other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a game that I played that I'm gonna ask the people listening mm-hmm. if they've ever heard of it. I'm pretty sh- pretty sure no one has. It's called Lords of Creation. 
Wow, I never. And it was Avalon Hill. Okay. So Avalon Hill, you do know. I do know Avalon Hill. They made tons of board games. Mm -hmm. Did they do Axis and Allies? So Avalon Hill bought the license from, uh, gosh, who's the original? Um, I can use the internet. Yeah, you'll have to do that. But, um, yeah, I don't know who originally, maybe it was Hasbro. Maybe it's just Hasbro. I don't know. And then maybe Hasbro gave that to Avalon. But because they're owned by Hasbro. But uh, Axis and Allies is, is a game that I just love. That's another board game I love. Yeah, it is super fun and super tactical. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it was Milton Bradley that was originally. It's not saying it on here. Come and on, Wikipedia. Someone will uh, send you. Oh, uh, yeah, though I've already known. Yeah. Someone's like tweeting me right now. That's right. Um, yeah, but anyways, that Avalon Hill made a ton of these war games. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was more war focused. And then one day in my mm-hmm. Twilight Game and Book Emporium in New York, mm-hmm. uh, they just showed up a fantasy game and it was a big huge box and mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was but it was so great and was so ridiculous and it was the beginning of GURPS it was mm-hmm. hey who do you want to be right be any of them that's right and just I just love that yeah well I also remember those heavy chit games like squad leader and NATO mm-hmm. and, I mean I, I remember those days too yeah, those tickle. Did they take a while, or do I just they, think they took yeah, a while? No, they they, yeah. they took a while. And I I played a little bit of uh, miniatures. Um, I couldn't get too much into uh, you know 40k or fantasy Warhammer because you had to in basically invest in a large army, and that costs a lot of money. And you had to do a lot of painting. I'm not an artist, but they came out with uh, Necromunda, which I believe is uh, coming out again. Which you just had a gang, right? Of like 12, 13. A squad, basically, mm-hmm. going against another gang. Oh, is it? Did you did you just buy them all at once you, or something? Yeah. You, well, no, you could you buy them individually. The, okay. Yeah. It, that was a lot easier. Instead of buying like hundreds. Yeah, it's crazy. That's it really is, expensive. It is really expensive. But again, it's, if it's your love, you're gonna do that, right? Like, you're gonna be like, well, plus the the other thing is you got to be, you got to be a little bit of an artist. They just laugh at you if you put you field an army that's not painted. Oh, can't do that. They're naked. Right, yeah. Like naked army. Some people have rules like, nope, you can't play this, not painted. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. We just talked last podcast about cosplay and cosplayers mm-hmm. and rules. I definitely don't like rules when it comes to this kind of creative, <laughs> you know, we're all right. trying to get together, like sure, we just said. Sure, yeah. And so, okay, there's can be some, but I just feel like it shouldn't be too strict because, mm-hmm. come on, we all just want to have a good time. Right. And also, right. what happens if someone's really poor and they want to play the game and That's they're like, right. I can only afford three soldiers. <laughs> Uh, well, that's really cool. Uh, check out your podcast again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of it escapes me, Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Check that out. Yeah, I won't forget it. Now. It's on everywhere you can get your podcasts. Everywhere you get podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's how we met through what we just talked about, which is awesome. But then I want to talk about the other thing. All right. This whole state senate business. Yes. You've yes. been in there since 2006. I have been. Yeah, that's when I won the election. So technically 2007, but yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. And how's it been? I mean, I have a bunch of questions, sure. but how, sure. how how how's work been? Well, it's a, obviously it's a different type of world than tabletop gaming, but uh, no, it's it's been great. I represent a district that is a, basically a swing district. I have Lake Stevens, Snohomish, Mill Creek, uh, Marysville in my district. Uh, we have a fair amount of uh, both tech techies in there and farmers in, in that district. So it is it's challenging to represent because it is a swing district. But I find it rewarding because it is a form of public service. I love public service. I served in the Army, and this is a way to extend that out. And I've been in there for 12 years. And currently, 
I'm the chair of the transportation committee. So, you know, I have opportunities to, you know, impact transportation in the state of Washington. So it is rewarding and just helping out like individual people in your district is really cool. Yeah. It's not the big bills. It's like helping the, you know, the, the single mom try to keep her home, trying to, wow, trying to that help. Specific. Oh yeah. Trying to help a senior citizen with their heating. You know, th- th- those are the things that I really enjoy helping oh, that's really cool. individual people. So it, it also says here you're a financial institute and insurance committee. Yes. I'm on so. that committee and on the environment, energy and telecommunications committee. So each time you're on the committees, like, Mm -hmm. do you just have meetings or how do you get the information from, like, my biggest question Mm -hmm. is, I'll jump to the main question. How do you get information from the people that you represent? Like, obviously, this is the area that you Mm -hmm. represent. Mm -hmm. They all want you to help them in different ways. You're on these different committees. Sure. What is the way that you get that information from them? So number one, you just hear it directly. So in... Typically in a campaign, I'm, I, I doorbell thousands of homes, so I'll hear directly from the voter. Uh, email. Oh, yeah. Uh, or they'll call me. Uh, so how many phone calls do you get? It depends on the subject, right? If you have a certain subject that is um, politically sensitive, you'll get tons of emails and phone calls. Um, a lot of these are driven by special interest groups. So, for example, if there was a bill that was tied to some education policy, you know, the teachers union will fire up their membership and I get a bunch of emails from them. Right. So um, it, it depends on what it is. And that's sporadic, right? It's it not is. like, yeah, there's not like one time that no, they... No, no, yeah. it all com- comes in waves and it depends on the bill that's being Interesting, about, yeah. yeah. And so, um, but like the, the thing you said earlier, like someone trying to save someone's home or maybe fix a highway or something like that. Does that come in also that oh, same yeah, way? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll get sometimes just an individual saying, hey, this... Uh, how do I get this road paved or how do I deal with this particular issue that's localized? Um, and sometimes I got to divert them to their city council member or county council member, but sometimes I can help them. One time, uh, in fact, I had a friend of mine come up to me and said, Steve, I he, he owns a small mom and pop grocery store. He's like, I want to sell growlers. I was like, I don't know what a growler is. Right, right. Right? I, I don't know what that is. And I'm putting gas in my car and he's like, no, no, it's 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 like, you know, a gallon jug and you can put beer in it. So yeah. we'll just talk to the liquor control board. And he's like, well I did. They won't they said they can't do it. So we passed a law to allow these mom and pops do it. And it was great because that fed into this whole drive of people being local brewers. Oh right. Which tied to Farmers having to produce more hops, and now Washington State is like the largest hop producer in the world. Oh now, my goodness. I'm not saying that particular bill drove it. There's right. a couple other factors, but it, it was it was interesting how one person kind of went up to me and told me about their problem, and we we got that going. See, that's a good story. That is, and it's also a kind of a butterfly effect story. It is, yeah. And yeah. it is why you know a lot of us in this country want this. You know, this positive thing to happen mm-hmm. because that's how quickly we can make good right. change as well. We might see, we, we might be seeing some changes that are happening that not all of us agree with, but the flip side of that is that we can, from that yeah. story, do the do the positive as well. And, and every every person lives in a legislative district. And, um, just call your local legislator, your local representative, your local senator. You know that they're going to listen to you. So if so, say okay, someone listening right now has like mm-hmm. an issue, okay, mm-hmm. and it's an issue that's not something simple, but it's a bigger thing. The first person they should reach out to before you is city council. Well, it depends, right? If it, you're dealing with, let's say, a traffic issue, right, and it's a city road, 
call your city council member. Right. Now, you can still call somebody like me, and I'll know, right? I'll go, okay, this is City Road. So what we'll do is we're going to direct your question to the right people. But you also be aware by doing but that. But I'm also aware by yeah. that. Yeah. Right? I consider myself like the help desk of state government, right? It's like going into like a store and you need the customer service desk. Right. I'm your customer service well, desk. Well, you're more than customer service. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, don't sell yourself short. But that is an mm-hmm. interesting way to think about it because you're like right. that first line of defense almost in a yep. way then, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so cool because I, I think a lot of people listening don't understand a lot of the processes mm-hmm. and you know it's a lot of to not fault of their own you know I mean, it's not, we don't i feel like we need to do a better job of educating I think people, people how the process works right and i think people underutilize their elected officials they're there for you 100 percent, right and if you're having an issue you know go talk to them like yeah. maybe it's a permitting issue it's a tax issue or it's like or maybe it's like something serious like you're in a horrible situation of domestic violence and you need shelter, right? You can call your legislator and they can try to find those resources. Right. Well, I think it's important for you to be on this show to to explain that mm-hmm. to people because I feel a lot of people just feel like helpless and they don't know that those mm-hmm. avenues exist and they don't know if once they do, you know, try those avenues if if it will just be a closed door. Right. And it sounds like it's an open door more times than it isn't and people just need to start using it. Is. It is. And sometimes they can open doors for you, right? Right, exactly. Uh, well, my other question was, mm-hmm. how do you get something changed? I think we kind of went over that, but you're essentially mm-hmm. introducing a bill, mm-hmm. right, based on whatever kind of issue that right. comes up. And those bills sometimes are, like you said, part of special interest and in saying, like, mm-hmm. hey, can you push this through for us? Right. Sometimes it's something small, like like that growler bill, which right. ended up being kind of big, I guess, in the end. Or sometimes it's a, a major thing. Like I was, I passed the bill that said that you have to have all-day kindergarten, right? That happened in 2007. This is why you can send your kids to all-day kindergarten. It's because of my bill. You're welcome. Yes, that's me. Ding, ding, ding. ding. Yeah. Free daycare Wait, for hold, you. So that's uh, um, plus five uh, senator points. Yes. Okay, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're, well, fi- you're about 60 nerd points. Well, I am a 10th level senator, so it's <laughs> good. Yeah, thank you. Thank that, you that gives you like 97 nerd <laughs> points, I think. <laughs> so, and then the other thing I passed or helped pass is uh, the transportation package of 2015. So, uh, you know, more transportation packages. But, or projects. But anyway, it, it's about doing the big things, but also don't forget about what your your constituents want yeah. right? and, and their needs. And sometimes it's not a bill. Sometimes it's trying to give them the right avenue um, or direct them to the right agency to help them with their problem. Right, right, right. When, we, when I was started thinking about this, I was uh, thinking of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. And do you remember um, there's a part in it where the aliens – forgot their name mm-hmm. the the big lumbering ones mm-hmm. said like hey we're going to destroy earth but the reason is we've talked to you about it a long time ago and we had a like a little thing in the office right yeah and you should have seen it we've already put a petition for this right, long time right ago. but the petition's like <laughs> locked away on some other planet yeah so we could have yeah. never gotten there i sometimes feel like that's what the american people feel like they're like, yeah. I don't know where to go. Like, I don't, like, it's, it feels like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy sometimes. Yeah, and, and sometimes, unfortunately, people tune themselves out, right? They're, they have right. a negative view of government or government's not helping them, so they just kind of ignore it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we just got to work on that and do a better job of reaching out. I think that's a, a great uh, place for my last question, and mm-hmm. it is somewhere in a job uh, description for you and for state senators. Mm-hmm. It says, shares info with the public. Yes. I want to know how you do that. Like, how do you, you know, what avenues are there? Sure. So 
Uh, we'll do electronic town halls or the fact that I doorbell people's houses or that uh, I get. Go back to the electronic town mm-hmm. hall. How does that so work? So sometimes we, we have the ability to do an electronic town hall where we put out a robocall to, to your home and we say, hey, at this particular time, call this number or press this button when we call you and then you can go to the electronic I town want, hall. See, I want to go to more of those. But I think that another good one is just kind of being available, um, you know, going to your local service club. You know, whether it be a Lions Club or Rotary or Chamber or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I will occasionally visit you know, high schools and talk to, you know, classrooms of kids, and I think that helps as well. Yeah, um, I think it'd be cool if you went to like just companies. Do you do that? Yeah, like, I, I've been invited to companies. Yeah, to show up there, and and we put out our own, we put our own mail newsletters. I do newsletters, and so I, hey, this is where you can contact me. Here's my phone number. Here's yeah, my email address. You know. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate what you do, and I appreciate uh, more communication with this whole thing because, again, especially right now, which we'll get into a little bit right now, maybe, sure. um, I just think it's just more important than ever to understand you know, the citizens, mm-hmm. understand their role, understand how they can help um, government and how government can help them. And not just the negative aspects, like you said, right. because we do lots of times just not want to look at it anymore because yeah. we're like so frustrated. Well, I hope, yeah, I hope we can get past this hyper-partisan partisan ship that's been going on right that was one of my questions for you is that yeah how do you you feel about right now obviously we don't need to dig down into Mm -hmm. too deep of Mm -hmm. a territory here but uh my thought about just politics in general Mm -hmm. i don't even like saying the word politics because i don't think it's that i just think it's a lot of a negativity Mm -hmm. but i just feel like there's a line has been crossed a little while ago where it's it it just seems like common sense is Mm -hmm. gone and like of course, if you see somebody and they're acting terrible or, you know, derogatory or, mm-hmm. or being just awful, right? and it doesn't matter what kind of job they have, it seems like they get a pass sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm talking about specific people, but sure, also sure. I think just in general, I mean, it's on online culture as well. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem like, it seems like, where's the civility? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it was there because I was part of it and we're part of it. Right. But I just feel like in politics, it's gotten just messy. I think part of it's driven by um, just by the change of uh, having social media, the internet. Um, you you get to actually choose what kind of news you want, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're if you're a person's like conservative, then you're gonna like oh, I'm gonna listen more Fox News, right? And if you're liberal, you're gonna I'm gonna listen to MSN. Well, the problem with that is it you you are filtered certain information, right? You're gonna go visit only certain type of websites. You're gonna then you're gonna like. Um, consider everything else disinformation, right? right? Oh, that's not real. And I think that's kind of the problem right now is that people are, are now stuck in these silos and are unwilling to listen to what the other side has to say. Right. Back in the day when you and I grew up, right, you had CBS, NBC, and ABC, right? And you had their, you had their news. Well, their news couldn't be filtered, right? Their news couldn't be like, well, we're just going to do conservative news, or we're just going to do liberal news. You couldn't do that because you would lose market share. Now you can literally go to a certain news agency to get the news that you like. Right. And I think that is part of the problem that we have, is that people need to start stepping out of their little silo and start looking around, right? Yeah. And I think that if you did that and took a step back, Maybe we wouldn't be so hyperpartisan, and maybe we wouldn't just dismiss uh, information that comes up right away. Right, I I agree with all that. I would say the only caveat is, I, I 
I guess lying is always in part of just, mm-hmm. you know, human nature, right? <laughs> yeah. But I just feel like there's been a lot of it lately mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. has been like, no longer was it sneaky lying. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the short comparison is Nixon and Trump. Sure. And, and, you know, the Nixon era, it was just very much like, oh, what's he trying to get away with? And Watergate mm-hmm. happened, and then he didn't get away with it. And right. that was the end of that, right? I think right. This, that because that was in our history, that informs my thinking about like, oh, a bunch of bold-faced lies are happening now. And right. and where is the accountability for that? Because I, mm-hmm. I do want to feel a part of the system mm-hmm. and the things we just said earlier when I do and you know take care of my local you know town or city and my senator helps mm-hmm. me and that's great. But then when it gets to a certain ech- upper echelon, if that part doesn't feel like it's the same mm-hmm. or isn't as accountable, then that's where I, that disconnect really bothers me. Yeah. And so that's I that's the only thing I feel is like a little different because. I agree with you on the we only had a certain amount of news mm-hmm. and we all kind of got the same stuff. And again, they didn't want to lose the to their other uh, networks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they better cover it. But now you can, you know, social little bubbles. Right. Um, so I agree on the bubble, but I, I think there's a little bit difference when it comes to just the weirdness of... Do you know you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, it seems like you know why do we always have to make an insight check, right, uh, on every piece of information? That, yeah, that comes I guess in, that's right? it. Um, yeah, it, it it is kind of sad that we we're in that world now, um, and I guess we just have to um, educate ourselves, right? I mean, really, it comes down to us. You know, that's that's how this whole world is coming about. That's how news is being formed is it's the consumer. Yeah. And I think if everyone would just take a step back and really ask themselves, okay, am I just listening to one side? Right. Maybe I should listen to all sides. Or maybe I'm just listening too much. Yeah. That could be too, right? I'm I'm receiving only one piece of information and I'm just taking it all in and I'm just going to I'm just going to convert to this this set of ideology, right? Right, right, right. right. Because I, it is not unusual for me to doorbell like a house that this person just believes in Trump and everything that Trump does, and then just like two doors down or next door, totally hates Trump, right? Mm-hmm. And you got two people there, and and it with totally opposite views, but these are my constituents, right? right? So, I know you're interesting with that swing state thing, that right? Is, or the swing district, right? Is what it's called. So, yeah. and I have to be, you know, I have to be respectful of both. I have to understand why why is this person believing the way they're believing? Why is this person believing the way they're yeah. believing, right? Cuz I represent both people. I can't turn them away. Oh, 100%. I'm going to I'm going to end this on a positive though. Okay. Because uh we said this on the show before and I 100% believe it. Mm-hmm. It does come down to uh, you know, your communities mm-hmm. and those people who live next to each other, right? That's they right. both care about that pothole. Yeah, they okay, do. Okay, 100%. doesn't matter about the Trump thing, okay? Right. You both want that filled. That's right. You also want working you know, jobs. Mm-hmm. You want right. um, your kid to go to college. All the same stuff. So I think it is silly that we you know, separate ourselves so much when it is all just really mm-hmm. based down to those basic needs. And whenever I, you know, I remember when the election was mm-hmm. happening and all the kind of trauma was happening, mm-hmm. um, I just still got on my city bus here in Seattle mm-hmm. and saw every walk of life on the bus and went to mm-hmm. a job that had everybody, different types of people at it, yeah. different you know income levels. And we all just cared about that day. We didn't care about this bigger thing that was supposedly looming over our head. Right. right? Our day was 
the microcosm of what mm-hmm. our day was and where we lived. So I think on a positive level, it really does come down to that. Well, you know, if we could get those two people to play board games or a little bit of magic. Oh, it's just board games. That's Let's right, just have man. that happen, That's right. Man. Let's force okay. board games on people. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> man, I, if it'll make things better, we will. Or D&D. What were you That's telling right. me about that was going to be some sort of um, something happening where you're going to get like other officials to play cent- uh, oh, yeah, D&D yeah, yeah. games? So we've got uh, we got a fundraiser on the fundraiser. 23rd at Meeple's okay. at uh, around 6, and we'll have it on our website, electhobs.com. Um, and I think you can check our Facebook page, which is Friends of Steve Hobbs. Uh, but basically, we're having people in the tabletop gaming industry is kind of sponsoring this, and You'll get to show up, and then we'll have elected officials that you can maybe play a game with. That's so cool. Right? So you can you can see see how uncomfortable they are because they've never played this game. <laughs> right? They're like, "Wait, am I a wizard? I don't know what I'm. Yeah, what I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, that's super cool. And it's electhobs.com. I forgot to mention it that. It is. Yes. So go there, and you can find information about that. Yeah. Cool. And also, uh, what is your character? We forgot that before we leave. The sure. Uh, what do you normally like playing? As? So I currently I'm the DM of a particular campaign, but. Okay. The previous uh, campaign, I was a player, and I was playing an Azamar Paladin. And then I think in the next iteration, I'm not going to be the DM. I'll be a player again. And we're playing the new uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, which is coming out. Actually, it's already out. And I, I don't know if I'm going to do the wizard or I'm going to do a sorcerer. I haven't quite decided. But you like know. magic. Well, I, it, it's I want to do something different because oh, I was a paladin okay. before that. I was a fighter before that. Paladin so, is like healing magic and fighting. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. So I want I want to try to do this spellcaster role, kind of be back. Yeah, switch it up know. a bit. Yeah, switch it up. I almost every single like video game or D and D thing. I'm I just always want that two handed sword and just the <laughs> biggest barbarian warrior that I can be and just mm-hmm. hit things until. Yeah. Well, it's it's makes things easier, right? <laughs> it does. Less math, maybe too. That's I don't know. Right. I don't know. Me not think. Me right. hit things. He doesn't sound like that. By the way, before we leave the politic thing too, and then mm-hmm. we're almost done. But sure. my pizza lady, uh, just randomly, I was ordering a pizza. Uh, you have a pizza lady. That's I have cool. a pizza lady. Okay. I mean, there might be there's sometimes there's pizza guys. <laughs> this is a pizza lady. <laughs> okay. And she, it was so funny because sometimes. Similar to what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. it really comes down to just people, right? Mm-hmm. So, something simple. I had said something about, I don't know if it was politics or just being angry mm-hmm. or something. I could use this pizza right now right. with this thing going on, or something like that. <laughs> right? Because I talk like this every once in a while. And so she goes, "Listen, um, I'm trying to read what I wrote down." She just said, "You need to recheck. You need to recheck the Declaration of Independence. They're important forward-thinking documents." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, and they're really important. We can't lose them. And that's right. and then she left off into the distance. But like, mm-hmm. I'm reading it, and there's like, it really makes a lot of sense. Can I read some of it? Yeah, sure. Um, it just says one part. For one thing, it does say a lot of things about men. Well, yeah, it's just of the time. Well, it is the time. We'll just leave that alone. Um, but it's like, yeah, that whenever a form of government becomes destructive of these ends, talking mm-hmm. about. Um, the consent of the the governed. Right, right. Uh, it is the right of the people to alter it or abolish it, but that's extreme. Right. And to the in, and to institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles right. and organizing its powers. Um, just talking about how we should have some control over the things that are controlling right. us. So you're re- that's the Declaration of Independence. It yeah. sounds like you're reading, right? Okay. Yeah, the Declaration. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that seems like a pretty important piece, and maybe she was talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. 
kind of going back to what mm-hmm. you were just saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people have I told them that sentence, mm-hmm. which is supposedly, again, a very important document of yeah. our country. Yeah. I don't know if they believe that they could do anything about that. Because it says, mm-hmm. hey, if something's going on, mm-hmm. here's a short form version. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you read yeah, the Bible and yeah. it's a lot of thou's and stuff? Yeah, yeah. This, you need like the like English speaking. Mm-hmm. English is the wrong word. The simple speaking. Sure. <laughs> this is the simple version of that. Hey, if your government, who is supposedly working for you, isn't working, alter or change it or kill it. No, it's, it kills it's mm-hmm. extreme. But, like it, but I don't know how anybody would think that they could do that. Well, that's the whole point of educating our youth and America in general that you do have the power to do that doing that at the ballot box at the ballot box and we have done it we have done it we have changed governments before we you know from one majority to another majority we've you know we've put in a president obviously we we put in Obama and now we put in Trump and and now the country has the opportunity to go you know what we're not happy with what you're doing right so we're gonna we're gonna vote you know all Democrats in in the House and the Senate in November put a check in November. November that's right that's Electives. November. com. that's right <laughs> <laughs> you know so you do have the power to do that yeah but I think people are start, you know forget about that or or, or get dejected and yeah and, or they and think their vote doesn't count they think their vote doesn't count and their vote also and also their um, the bills that like you can mm-hmm. push through they make difference as well right so I think that thinking about that thinking about your connection to you know the council and the senate that mm-hmm. is around you um, think of that as more of a positive way could mm-hmm. help and then you start getting that kind of reaffirming feeling of mm-hmm. of affection kind of for the government. Right. Mm-hmm. And for your state. And then it kind of goes over into, oh, let's, yeah, make sure to vote. Blah, blah, right. blah. So maybe that helps. I don't know. Well, and I can I can let the, you know, just inform the listeners, let the listeners know it doesn't matter who your electeds are, whether they be Republican or Democrat. They're going to listen to you. I, I haven't really met too many of them that are just like, I don't want to talk to you. I mean, most of them are going to want to talk to you and they're going to listen to you no matter who, who they are. That's so a really up. important distinction. Yeah. Call them up. Call them up. Email yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just comes down to like mm-hmm. people are more approachable and and give people more credit than you give them maybe. Yeah. I guess it's because th- this will probably bookend it, but it's what you said is that the divisiveness and the separation and the walled garden effect mm-hmm. of the internet and social media really do um keep people in that mindset so that mm-hmm. they don't think that they can just escape out and to talk to somebody and right. call them up. Well, you can call Steve. He'll listen to you. That's right. Steve Hopp. And, and so will your other state senators. Um, that's it, I think, all I had. Do you have any other things that you're into before we – I do have a question and answer, and then we're done. No, I, I think that's about it. Just uh, I want to plug, of course, Geeks of Cascadia, and uh, don't forget to buy your tickets for OrcaCon. OrcaCon. Yeah. It's a Christmas present. Yeah. Uh, questions and answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only have one question today. Okay. What's the de- – oh, no. I <laughs> – I had one question that wasn't wasn't finished, and it just what's the deal with dot dot dot. <laughs> Give me an answer to that. Sure. What's um, the deal with with uh, water water deep dragon heist? No, no, no. Like, okay. what, what are we talking about? I, I I'm doing this all wrong. Okay. There's an actual question after this, but here's my question. To okay. You. I'm gonna make you fill in. Oh, the, what's okay. the question? So like, oh, wow. What's something that you could say to yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the deal with like it could be anything. anything, and then I'll answer it. I'm switching oh it up. Oh my gosh! Okay, this is, I can come back to this it. This is very difficult. Okay, I'll come back to that one. All Think right, about come that, back okay? to that. Okay. If you could live in the world of one board game, which one would it be, and why? Oh, 
Is that also I have to come back to? That's tough, man. I, got so I don't many. have a third question. I guess you know what? Century Spice Road is not going to be live the simple life of a spice merchant. Spice merchant. merchant. That'd be awesome, All you're doing right? is getting some pepper and that's some right. you paprika. Some, that's right. You want some paprika? I got some paprika for Paprika's you. Paprika's pretty good. You know? Here's, here's a little recipe for you for paprika. Yes. Do you like uh, quinoa? Uh, it's okay. It's have okay. You, I'm sorry. Yeah, I have, I have had it. You've yeah. had the good, like, it, it cooks Is there right. a good kind? Well, there's a way to cook it, because I can do it pretty oh, well. Oh, sounds like an offer for dinner, so that's great. Okay. I'll make this for All you. Right. Okay, great. So it's quinoa, and it's got to puff exactly right, and you got to do okay. it with the water and the steaming. And then uh, you put the paprika and a mm-hmm, little bit of salt mm-hmm, and butter, mm-hmm. and then you put that with some chicken and some broccoli. Interesting. It's like the perfect mm-hmm, little, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Spice Merchant, that's your answer. Okay, oh, what's yeah. the deal with... I don't know. You don't got one. <laughs> I don't got one. I know it's horrible. I, I actually remember mm-hmm. um, we made a video back mm-hmm. in the day, and one of my one of the mm-hmm. characters said, "What's the deal with Ovaltine?" <laughs> and that was the answer. So we're gonna go with that. Okay. Have you had Ovaltine? Uh no. That's before no. our time. Both of our time. I like cream of wheat. Okay. And I've had a lot of grits in the army. Mm. Lots of grits. Let's talk about your army thing for one second. Okay, sure. Now that you, you, sure. you sparked my attention. Yeah. Thir- in, uh, by the way, 30 years in the military. So. 30 years. Yes. You're National Guard still, right? I'm Are National you? Guard still, yeah. yeah. Kosovo, Iraq. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into any negative stuff, sure. but I mean, was it a, was some of it like some incredible moments? I tell you what, I've had a great military career. I started off in the reserves in 87, and I did that for a while, and then I went active duty, started off as an enlisted. In military intelligence, actually worked for the NSA briefly. Whoa! Yeah, I was listening in on your. You can tell me the secrets after the podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll find right, out. There you go. Yeah. Uh, then I became an infantry officer, and that's where I went to Kosovo with a platoon for about oh man, about seven eight months, and ended up later on going to Iraq in two thousand and four, and I got out. I wanted to stay in. Actually, that the whole purpose of me going into the Senate was I want to continue my public service. Right. Uh, you know, I had, a, I had a family and had on a second deployment, it was tough on the family. Yeah. So I got out and the compromise was, well, I could still be in the National Guard. So I've been in the National Guard ever since. Got to go to Estonia uh, in May. So they just call you up every once in a while <laughs> yeah. and say, like, come on out here? That's right. What do you do when you go there? Like when they're like, hey, come mm-hmm. on out. But you're not doing any action, right? You're just well, kind of hanging. N- now that I'm kind of a, a little upper rank and a little older, got, got some gray in the hair. I <laughs> I'm usually, getting some of that too. Usually, I'm doing planning, you know, planning, and or I'm in a command position, or right. You know, usually I'm doing a lot of that. But you still feel part of the whatever. Oh you're yeah, working on, yeah, so that's absolutely. Pretty, yeah. yeah, and I can see that um, that crossing over of like you know mm-hmm. doing that service, and again, service for the people. Essentially, that's what mm-hmm. that is. And it's just in a different kind of on-the-ground way. Right. And what you're doing now is the same type of thing. Well, it's, so It's the most enjoyable. I love putting on the uniform, and I love being a soldier. And it teaches me humility, which I think you got to have as elected official. Oh, you know, right. You know, well, you should need, have. They, that's right. They should have humility. This definitely teaches me humility. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, I think that's actually really important for just a ton of jobs. Mm-hmm. I was going to say this one thing, but well, I'll save it. I don't know if I should go into it. It just in general, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. This is Carlos's words only. Steve Hobbs is not, he's not this is not part of what you're saying. <laughs> but with, with the Kavanaugh thing, mm-hmm. if 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 you have that thing like in the hearings that were just recently, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you break down and lose your crap like that, 
Um, that's just bad for any job interview. It, it is. So I think we it can is. kind of agree on that. Like if I was a job interview and mm-hmm. I did that, I wouldn't get the job. Right. You have to have poise. Yeah. Right. Poise, it's, humility. I mean, and especially being in the military and being in very stressful situ- situations, I've learned to, you know, try to remain calm under stressful situations. Right. Have yeah. my bearings. Try not to make a r- irrational decision based yep. upon the stress, the emotion that's going on. I time. wish more people were like you, Steve Hobbs. <laughs> I really do. Steve, thanks for being here. Yep. Thanks, um, Carlos. Go to lucktobs.com. It's November. The vote is happening. We're all going to make a difference. Yes. And you can do that with your vote. Please vote. Um, I'm ready to vote online. You can do that, right? That's what <laughs> no, it's... No, not can't. Yet. Not, not yet. That one you can't? No. Can you do any voting online? Uh, very specialized circumstances. Circumstances, usually military, if like you're deployed. But, okay. Yeah, That's you a whole other discussion. You cannot vote online. Yeah. No, no I actually, the last time I voted for mm-hmm. the... Uh, presidential one i liked going to the little box oh, i like yeah, the act yeah. of doing it yes. like just going and like putting it in yeah. if it just feels like you know that participatory uh thing but yeah that is a whole other discussion we won't get into maybe some other time about online voting popular vote because i think that is a there you go interesting topic all right steve thanks so much and onawa o-n-a-w-a is my twitter a lot of things pod is our twitter for the show and youtube.com slash c slash a lot of things uh, you can go see this video of us Steve and I That's just right. talking and pointing to the camera a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This. Is that a, that's a political thing, thing, right? That's You do the point. Do the point. Thumbs do that. Up. And that's then right. do you do peace too? That's the Clinton. No, uh, oh. I don't do a peace okay. sometimes. I, could, I guess I could. <laughs> no, no, wait, no, because that's yeah, like, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. we'll just do it. All right. Later. Bye. Later.